Hey, girl. Hello. Hey, so this revelation hits home a bit um, because you ever heard of, you know, if you go looking for it, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So my revelation came in the wee hours of the morning uh, this past week. And I must add that I was also dealing with um, Eve's curse, i.e. Mm-hmm. my period emotions and, yeah, so premenstrual mm-hmm. emotions and all those sorts of things. So I was already at a high level of intensity on this particular day. But um, a friend of mine told me about this way that you could go and check the ad interest on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I had asked about it the previous night, so the next morning. Unfortunately, I shouldn't do this, but the first thing I do is look on my social media or my email. And so um, I'm going to try to do better about that as well. But anyway, so I go and look, and she answers my question about the ad interest. So I go and look at who my ad interests are. First off, that's some bullshit. It's like Kylie Jenner and like all the, you know, mind you, you and look, he's making his face because she know I don't even really follow them. Right. Like I don't care about them or nothing. But yeah, like Kylie Jenner. Um, like cowboy boots, like just random things that like mm-hmm. I have no interest in. So Listen, go and look at your ad interest. Boots, so we gonna throw some, some <laughs> cowboy <laughs> boots, in right? There. So um, yeah, I don't even know if it's it said like cowboys or something like that. Um, but so that was interesting. So I'm looking, and you have to go through your settings to find this particular ad interest thing. And so as I go through my settings, I end up looking at who I've blocked recently. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was a downward spiral of just things that I had no business looking at. And it just made me piss for the entire day. So, listen, I put that on myself. I went searching for things that I didn't necessarily need to search for. And I found things that I already knew the answer to, which is another thing. Like, most times when you go down the rabbit hole of trying to search for things, you already know yeah. what it is. So it's kind of a waste of time and a waste of emotion and energy, um, which was really conflicting for it's my just entire like you're hurting day. hurting yourself more. Exactly. Because you already knew. You yeah. already know what's going on. I don't know why you want to act like anything has changed from that situation. And I've done, I did this a couple months ago for another situation, which I ended up, well, I didn't know about that particular situation, the previous one that I'm mm. talking about now. I didn't know about this situation, but I ended up finding out things because I went looking for right. it. It's like, you know, yeah, your man sleep, but don't turn over trying to look through his phone right. while he sleep when you know he's cheating on you. Alone, sis. Leave it alone. Leave, Leave it alone. alone. Don't put his face to the phone while he sleep. Okay. For face recognition. Y'all look crazy. Y'all doing too much. Just leave it alone. You know, you don't put down. your thumbprint on his phone so you have access. Access. Leave it alone. Mm. Okay? Don't go searching for things you don't want the answers to anyway. Leave it alone. It's going to leave you depressed the whole day. Exactly. And so that was me to me and me <laughs> to y'all because I had a really trying day and I realized, I was like, wow, I did this to myself at 7 o'clock in the morning. I didn't have to do this. So... That's my revelation. I realized something in myself. I was like, girl, you need to relax. Like, you, you know already know what called? it is. You know what that realization is Growth. Called? Growth. 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 It is. Mm-hmm. This is true. It's real so, nice. Yeah, no, and also another level of growth was, um, I don't know if you all, and this is not necessarily my, maybe kind of going into the rant of the sip of the week or whatever we want to go into, but um, I have to get this out. 
I was able, fortunate enough to go to Summit 21 this year. Um, I saw Beyonce Mama. Miss Tina. <laughs> Beyonce Mama, not just mm-hmm. Miss Tina, um, the birther of greats. Um, yes. She was speaking. I also saw Karuchi and, you know, a bunch of other uh, phenomenal women at Summit 21. Then I also I saw... saw too. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah for the Claws premiere. Mm-hmm. Yes, we shall get into it. She's such a sweet and humble girl. Um, and I'll tell you... Uh, once we get into WCW about, you know, some great women. But I have to first off talk about growth since you mentioned growth because I ran into a really terrible woman. And I don't know if you all follow me on um, Instagram at LNS Approved, but you should. Um, it's my late night show page where I put a bunch of different things that are going on in our community and like in the news. Um, and one thing was this campaign that my best friend Ebony, our girlfriend who's been featured on the show, as well as a lot of other girlfriends who are freelancers and creatives in the city of Atlanta and surrounding areas. They had a campaign um, where they were speaking about freelance not being free right. and about how the founder of this art studios, her name is Tiffany. She, um, is the owner of Tila studio. She contracted them to do a certain amount of work and did not pay them for it. Um, by the say, set contracted dates, um, that certain individuals had in place. Um, she just did them really, really dirty. It's been a whole long six to nine month journey, yeah. uh, that this has been going on. And at this point it's, she ended up paying certain people, but then she, actually disputed those charges with her credit card and her debit, um, I guess her credit card company. And now people's PayPal's and accounts are like in the negative $3,000, you know, things like that. It's it's really, and and it's crazy, but let's talk about growth for me um, because I ran into her. Well, first off during the conversation, Morgan, um, the founder of Blavity, um, Mm -hmm. also Summit 21, 2190, that whole program, she was interviewing Miss Tina Knows Lawson, and she mentioned that. Uh, well, Miss Tina spoke about how she got a painting from a late young lady while she was at the summit, and then Morgan goes to say Tiffany, and I and everybody kind of it was like faint claps here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just blurted it out because I was just so mad. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, she don't pay her artists. Oh my god, man! But nobody could really hear me. Okay. It was just like the people around me, and then so everybody looked back at me like, "What?" And so I, I showed them like the, you know, everything that was going on. At least the people around me, because I feel like people should know that, you know, right. she's getting all the success. Mind you, God is gonna deal with you how He wants to deal exactly. with you anyway. So I'm not saying this to like, you know, shade her. But then I realized I'm like, dang, sis blocked me and everything. She blocked anybody that spoke out or was in favor of the freelance campaign wow. um, isn't free campaign, which, you know, I get it. You feel like you're being like bombarded with this, but you put it upon yourself. Exactly. You brought it upon yourself. All you had to do was pay the invoice. That's all you had to do. Um, it was pay the artist that helped your movement and helped exactly. you get where you are now. That's helping you get more looks. You know what I mean? It's just not fair to those young artists. And then this lady's probably in her thirties, you know what I mean? And, and, um, has like a little bit more tenure than the rest of these young ladies who are working for her for free. You know what I mean? For two and plus two plus years until you decided that you were going to pay them. So neither here nor there. I ended up running into her, um, when we were leaving out mm-hmm. and in my mind, I wanted to push her down the, uh, escalators, <laughs> but 
I didn't do that. And right. I just want to talk about growth, growth because that was growth. That is. Because you know how growth. loyal I am to my friends and I've been hearing it. You know, like right. imagine you going through something. I am listening to anything that you're going through every day because that's what you're going through and you're my best friend. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same with Ebony. I know that she's been going through this shit consistently since right. it started. And I remember how happy she was in the beginning to get the contract to how pissed she is now right. to deal with the backlash from all of this. And then imagine, you know, speaking out about it and getting that backlash from people you thought loved you and supported you right. to seeing like, well, everybody's not really here for me. They would rather save face for this fact right. that she knows certain people, you know? So I was living when I saw her and she saw me too. She locked eyes with me and then she kind of just like, turned around and like tried to keep it moving and I'm like you know what I'm not I just can't let me just let you walk past mm -hmm. go down the escalator and then I'm away and so that was true growth for me and I'm very grateful for 2019 me because 2018 me maybe maybe not 2018 but like 2017 you would have caught these hands right so I'm just very happy about about that. Yeah, that's a really fucked up situation. Yeah, I just, I mean, and the thing and is... a lot the, of people, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. A lot of people are, you know, coming back at them and be like, oh, well, you know, this is a black woman. Why would you, you know, right. to, you know, be doing all this about a black, like, you know, just try to handle things, privately. you know, privately and all this other stuff. White people don't do that. No, man. Yeah, okay. It don't matter. Like, black people still have to be held accountable for mm -hmm. shit. Like, it doesn't matter if they're black or not. You had a contract. You were supposed to pay people by a certain date. You did not pay them. And it's then from what? Livelihood. And then it's people's livelihoods. And then from what I've just heard about the situation, you dodging folks. So you you looking even more sketchy. I'm pretty sure if you sat down with those girls and been like, listen. I don't I'm have it. I'm trying to get it together. I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm so sorry or whatever. You know, you definitely still got to pay them, but maybe vulnerability and honesty from the transparency. jump. And transparency yeah. from the jump could have saved you from all of the shit that's happening now. And that's, I mean, you know. But the thing is about this situation and the reason I even brought this up um, is because, one, obviously we were talking about growth, so that, that was why I brought right. it up. But two... There are so many older women who are in Tiffany's position who act and treat other uh, young, young black, black women, women this yeah. way. Mm -hmm. Where, be it they don't want to pay them, they try them to like even a platform like Blavity and Twenty One Ninety or Summit Twenty One. Like you are, you are literally being you're profiting from black culture yeah. but you don't want to invest in black culture that doesn't right. make sense to me like blavity was such a big platform for black people and now like morgan which is fine you know she's moving towards a more afro tech space mm -hmm. and and pursuing those things but it's like okay but you you we still need blavity you know like we right. still needed this platform a lot don't not invest into this platform because you know now you want to go make some money doing this when this is what brought you here. And right. those people, you know, pay your photographers, pay your videographers. Don't ask for people to come to, you know, support your event and not pay them. This is a million dollar conference. Right. You know what I mean? Like y'all have hella sponsors. Y'all didn't pay for most of this stuff. It was sponsored by like other people. So those tickets that you're selling for a hundred some dollars, you could pay people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she doesn't pay people, but I mean, I've just heard different things about a lot of people who are in positions and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it concerns me. And this is not just, I'm, I'm talking big 
I, I could go on and on for days of cer- certain stories that I've heard recently about black women who are in positions who who started these multi-million dollar companies and who are very well off to how they treat their employees and how they treat the people that intern for them or like work for them mm-hmm. or are contracted by them. It's like Even we can't and, do that. And honestly, if we just take it like if we just grant, bring it down a little bit more to the ground, no matter if they're multimillionaires or not, I've had experiences with black women doesn't matter the age, <laughs> like who, you know, get a certain level of responsibility or a certain, you know, power. title or level of power mm-hmm. and just don't know, like, and just don't know what the fuck to do with it mm-hmm. and lose their damn minds. I've had, you know, people that I thought, well, damn, like, you know, we the only couple of us here you know, maybe we should be, like, holding each other down or whatever. When I say hold each other down, like I was saying earlier, that doesn't mean keep me accountable. But when it comes to you talking about me in front of them... Right. Or in front of other people... Support me. Support me, but if you don't have anything nice to say, don't Don't say say that shit at all or whatever. Because I would never be the person to go out Mm -hmm. and be running my motherfucking mouth about you Mm -hmm. and all the shit you do. Mm -hmm. Because one, I don't know who you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know who the person I'm talking to knows Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's shit like that or whatever. Just little catty shit. And it's just like, bro, like, you know, we we supposed to be in this together. Mm -hmm. You know, you reach in a certain level and this ain't even, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about all everybody who working in the office and shit like that. Y'all know y'all got that one black, you know, girl that you thought she was going to be cool with, but then she turned out to be a bitch Mm -hmm. or whatever. And she Mm -hmm. don't have your back about shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she stay crossing you over about this and you try so hard to be nice Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, you know, to keep everything together. But She's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, damn, sis, like, I've just always had, like, and I think it's just because of my parents. You know, my parents have always just been like, you know, never forget where you came from. You know, when you get a seat at the table, you make sure that you could bring some old seats for some other people mm-hmm. or whatever and nurture them and teach them and make sure that by the time, you know, you leave this place, that you left it 10 times better than when you found exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and exactly. that that's and this is the conversation I had with my friend um um after you know telling her about the growth and like how I didn't right. react the way I could have and I didn't say anything, you know, I just kind of left it there cuz I mean for one it's not my fight necessarily. Yeah. It is my fight because I'm also a black woman, I'm also A contracted yeah. and, and freelancer, but like it's not directly my fight. So I wouldn't have even put myself in that position, especially not after something so empowering right. like some Yeah, not there. Not yeah. there. It wasn't the time nor the place. So I don't want anybody to think that I was going to fight her anyway. But <laughs> I'm just saying when I spoke to um, my friend about it afterwards, I was just like you know, we have to take these experiences and understand when we do get there that yeah. we remember this exactly. because we will too be in that position one day and we know how it felt to be on the other end. So because we know how to feel, and I feel like these women do have know how it felt as well, but they're taking it as that's just how it goes. 
we don't think like that yeah. as millennials, like, or yeah. as in our, our gen- generation. We don't think like that. We don't think like, oh, this is just how it goes. We think like, no, we want to change this. It's the same right. with your parents. It's like, okay, your parents may have parented you in a certain light or a certain way, you know, certain things that your mom may have said to you or your dad may have said to you that may have been like, you know, rubbed you the wrong way. Like, I'm not doing this to my kids. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So there, there is a way to do things. There's a way to empower people and right. not... Um, belittle them. There's a way to um, be a person, uphold your and uplift your word, you know, be a person of your word and say, do what you say you're going to do. Right. You know what I mean? And there's a way to hold, you know, there's a way to have that power and influence. So I just want us to remember those things. I hope that I can, y'all hold me accountable when it, when, you know, it's time for us to level up. And, you know, empower certain people. Like, I appreciate our team all the time. Like, you know, we ain't no huge team with girlfriends. But, you know, we have our girl, Lay. I appreciate her all the time. I appreciate people who help me with my personal brand. From friends to family to, you know, people I've just empowered with that responsibility. But at the end of the day... You know, you can't you can't treat people the way you you would never. You you don't treat people the way you don't want to be treated. Like, period. At the end of the day. So moving along to women that actually um, inspire me. Uh, I wanted to give my. We ain't even. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriends. It's E. (laughs) It's Sammy. And we're back for another episode of Girlfriends Podcast. Sawi. (laughs) I just got really into it. We already 15 minutes in. Um, (laughs) But Yes. To women that actually inspire me and E, I have my WCW this week, which I want to give to both Karuchi and Miss Tina Lawson Knowles for okay. different reasons. Um, Karuchi, because like I told you, I'd already met her previously before going to Summit 21. She came to the station with her manager and mm-hmm. um, her team, I guess, before the clause premiere. Mm-hmm. To do a little <laughs> promo run. But then I didn't even realize she was going to be at the Summit 21. Um, what's the girl's name? Andrea from uh, Degrassi. Brown Andrea skin. Lewis. Andrea? Andrea Lewis. Andrea Lewis. Um, she was moderating oh, the Chris. stage. Okay, yeah. Hazel. Yes, Come Hazel. Hazel. I was up there moderating, and um, she moderated that particular conversation with Karuchi, and Karuchi was speaking a lot to me, I felt like, um, because a lot of women in that room were business people, like, just from all walks of life, right. but not a lot of, like, entertainment necessarily. It was a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. a lot of business women, um finance, tech, you know. Yeah. So I when she asked to um any like aspiring actors in the room, it was like a couple hands. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't even raise my hand, but it was a couple hands that shot up and I just like felt like she was speaking to me. Right. But um she was talking about how, you know, because her background is like styling yeah. and fashion. So mm-hmm. when she first, you know, got into the industry, that's what she was doing some odd years ago. And then after dating Chris Brown, she felt like she didn't really have much of a purpose that like she just really like after that relationship, you know, after you deal with like a very toxic relationship, you're like, damn, what do I what do I want? What do I need? So she went through that phase. And um, I guess her her manager, Jacob York, was like, you know, have you ever considered acting? So she got this one line gig um, after doing like a couple of castings or auditions, and um, she had started putting herself in these private acting lessons Mm -hmm. um, and classes, and she realized she, I guess her agent was like, hey, you're not really booking nothing. Like, she did really, she was super nervous about that one little line gig she had. She did okay, but, like, like it it turned out fine, but she 
wasn't quite out of her shell, wasn't comfortable right. with acting, right? And, of course, then online, everybody's saying, like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, you don't deserve, like, right. you know, just all the backlash she's getting mm-hmm. for being Chris Brown's girlfriend. Exactly. Even though she had work prior to that and, you know, she's right. still pursuing her dreams and trying to figure it out. So, um, and I feel like we all face ridicule, maybe not online to that magnitude, right. but we always face some type of, like, backlash when we're trying to pursue things that people don't understand. So I kind of resonated with that. And um, then she said she decided, like, after her agent was like, basically, like, look, if you don't get something soon, like, I'm going to have to drop you because this is, you know, it's a waste of time. Like, you're right. not booking anything. So She was like, something in her back of her head, I guess God was telling her, like, just keep going. Just don't mm-hmm. give up. Just keep going. So she ended up stepping out of her comfort zone and going to group acting classes. And that's when she booked class. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when she like stepped out of her comfort zone and started really like honing into being vulnerable and being in that space and like really channeling it, mm-hmm. that's when she booked Claus. And I just was like, wow, that's super like empowering and just like to hear somebody like her talk about self-care and all those things. So shout out to Karuchi. She's very humble, very um, sweet girl and very happy for her success. Um, and then Miss Tina knows lost. And y'all know that she is just such a mom yeah. and such a just like black mom and she was talking about her upbringing and how her mom was a seamstress and her dad you know like brought home like 35 dollars a week like Mm -hmm. they were like lived you know very minimal and just even talking about transitioning into like her new lifestyle of like being able to invest in art you know she's like really invested in art buying and collecting and um selling so She talks about that and, like, how she used to be afraid to spend over $1,000 and, like, how now, you know, she's, like, those are the big investments you have to make. And just, you know, how she raised her kids. Mm -hmm. I just was very inspired to know, like, that the reason why Beyonce and Solange are who they are is because she had parents who were hard workers. Right. It just speaks to, like, our families. Like, you get a lot of that shit from your family. Um, and she was just really such an inspiration as well to hear from her and hear her story, as well as all the women that um, I met at Seven Twenty One and all the women that spoke for the or presented for the pitch competition. I was impressed with that too. Like uh, Black and Green was the company I can't remember the girl's name that actually won the pitch competition, mm-hmm. and she presented phenomenally. Like if I ever had to pitch, I'm following her exact right. same. How she did it, because she was so good. And, when you know, it's time. So right. she was, like, doing that shit perfectly. So just all the women I met, it was just really good to be around black women and see, like, how powerful and how dynamic we really are in all facets of life. But especially shout out to Karuchi and Miss Tina Knowles Lawson. Yes. Okay, so my WCW this week um, is an artist that I actually saw or found via Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love her work. Her name is Sophia... Um, Al Jabouri. Mm-hmm. I apologize if I'm just butchering that name. But she does these really beautiful portrait work, um, or does this really beautiful portrait work. But what makes it different is that she um, combines like different color glitter and resin and then pours that over the portrait. So mm-hmm. it gives it like sparkle. an entire like sparkle, but it just adds like another layer of dimension. So, like, okay, I'm going to show you if it'll let me. Okay. Ooh. Right? Cute. Oh, I see what you mean. On top of the... On top of the portrait. Oh, that is beautiful. Right. That's lit. And then when she smooths it out, it's like... 
Oh, wow. Gorge. Yeah, for sure. Um, So she paints that first. She paints that first. Wow. So she does great portraits. Like, I mean, I just showed Sammy the Rihanna one. And her Instagram, if you guys want to take a look, it's A-L-J-A-B-O-U-R-I underscore. Um, She's an oil painter, a mural artist, and a graphite artist out of the UK. Um, But yeah, she's getting some, you know, really good looks. Yeah, I will. Um, She did a Tupac one. Oh, yeah. Fire. Fire. She's amazing. Fire, bro. Portraits are, like, amazing. Yeah, that's a difficult thing to do. It really is. And I was talking to somebody about, like, you know, because they were basically my friend. He was like, you know, I just want to practice drawing every day, you know, Mm because my brother said that that would make me better. But I was like, I don't think that... As much as I could draw every day, I don't know that I would be that great right. at being a, a, an artist because I think there's still something innate about having the ability to take whatever's in your head and put, put it on, on paper. paper. Yeah, like as much. I mean, pra- you for sure have to practice it, and that's how you become better. But like, there is something very skilled about yep. that. That is like innate. It's not just like oh, you practice that and you get better. It's not exactly. like riding a bike. Like the more you do it, the better you get. Or yeah, I just think you gotta have you have to have that skill thing. and talent. Yeah, you just gotta have that thing. Like, cause I can't like me either. I mean, I can draw a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. it ain't like I'm it not ain't gonna fi. be that. I'm not fired. It's all. definitely not gonna be that. Yeah. Whoo, Jesus. But Good yeah, job. shout out to our WCWs, good ones. Yeah. 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 What you been on? What you been listening to and stuff? So, you finna so, start with that. You know I'm finna oh start with my God. new man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking about it. I thought you was finna start. Oh, no, no, no. With We're not starting with that ancient nigga. Not yet. Yeah. We're gonna start with a great man who actually does R&B and soul. Um, Lucky Day. Okay. Lucky Day is an artist from, originally from New Orleans. Apparently he spent some time in Atlanta um, he connected with, like, Neo and just a bunch of, um, hold on, let me actually read up on Lucky Day because, yeah, so he started with, yeah, he's written songs or co-wrote songs for Keith Sweat, Neo, LMA, Mary J. Blige. That's why Keith Sweat is still making music? I mean, he's been in the business for a while, so I ain't no telling uh-huh. what song this was, but. Okay. Yeah, so, anyways, um. Lucky Day, he's from New Orleans, and now he's based in L.A. He's a singer-songwriter, and he has the most popular song is Rosa Mo, but I saw him on NPR's Tiny Desk and fell in love because, wow, amazing voice. I love him, and um, Will You Marry Me? So. No. <laughs> no, I like his project, he's Painted. Fine. He is fine. He's fine. Painted um, is a song that I really like. I mean, uh, the album I really like, but Love You Too Much is a single that he has out, and I really like that one. But Rosa Mo is probably going to be the most universal one, so y'all check that out first and then kind of get into the rest of his music. Um, Didn't I tell you I had a TBT? I mean, not a TBT, a a pick of the week. You did, but I don't remember. remember We were partying. 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 Pretty hard. Um, well, Trina came out with a song with Light Skin Keisha, so we're gonna make that the hood. Pip, 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 pick of the week. It's called On His Face. <laughs> and <laughs> I did a little twerk or whatever to it in the mirror <laughs> yesterday, so it's twerk approved. Um, yeah, and that's really all the new music that I'm listening to. Kurt Franklin also came out with a new project called and I was able to meet him recently. Ooh. Um, it's called Long Live Love. 
Um, the first song is called Favor. It's the acronym. I don't Come know what it stands favor. for necessarily, but hey, to favor. Um, and there are about 10 tracks on this project. So y'all check that out if you're into the Gospels. Um, and then I don't know if we've ever talked about Larry June, the Port of San Francisco, but... Nope, don't know who that is. Okay, great. Larry June is... I don't know, like, a lot of my, like, guy friends really fuck with Larry June. Hmm. I don't know if he's based... I don't know where he's... I feel like he in L.A., but, like, I don't know where he's from or, like, really much detail on him. I've been following him for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does have a project called The Port of San Francisco out, and my guy, Polyester the Saint, I always talk about, He uh, he's featured on this album on Let's Get Smoothies. Mm. And Larry June's whole thing was, like, these oranges. Like, he would always, like, post a lot of shit with the oranges, and he um is, like talks about like living healthier and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i appreciate that about him um mm-hmm. and y'all check him out he's dope Is but he hold on uh, he's cute he's cute he's cute but now to get to ain't shit um now, oh let me first by, let me first start off by saying i probably was the last living woman um on this planet that was still a part of Future Hive. Oh, you, no, there. What? I feel There's like I so am. So many women in Future Hive. Really? Yes. There's still a lot of Future women in like Future Hive. Is deep with the with the women with the girls. Yes. Really? Yes. Mm. Well, I'll say amongst my friends, I'm <laughs> probably like the last of the Future Hive amongst my friends for sure. Because whereas to we all went to Howard, like. Tony Montana, beef it up. Listen. Loved Future. When I tell y'all, we literally <laughs> went to, okay, so throwback. Future performed at Celebrity Basketball Game. Yes. At our, our first Howard Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first and last of the authentic ones because mm-hmm. we ain't have none of that shit after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, he performed and then nobody know who the fuck he was. Everybody was like, oh, Future. Nobody whatever. came to that game. Nobody came to the fucking game. He was Just there. Us. Okay. And we cut the fuck up mm-hmm. in the front row. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledged us. He saw us. He did. You know, I felt seen. I felt seen. I did. It was great. It was a lovely time. Listen. The point is, since then, things have changed. And Future, as most of the Future Hive will say, you know, he came out with a project recently. Um, it's called Save Me. Now the first literally thing, a cry for help. Uh, literally a cry for help. The first thing we noticed was that this was categorized as R and B and soul. Which first issue, girl. First issue. Second issue. As me and E were enjoying, I mean, it almost was like such a like just it it, it fucked everything up. It fucked the vibe up. It fucked the energy up because it's like we were enjoying ourselves partying in the car, right? And it was my decision. It was because yeah. I was like, you know, we're recording them in a few days. Like, let's listen to future. Right. Let's give it a chance. So we tried. The first song is Xanax Damage. Oh, my gosh. First cry for help. Um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about... But then it's like, am I concerned? Because are you lying about this let, let now? Let me tell y'all right now in this very moment. I do not give a fuck about future. Because future <laughs> don't give a fuck about future. But that's so, the problem. When people be going through stuff like that, it's like, okay, but is he really? Because he definitely admitted that he don't do Zan and stuff like that. Right. So I don't know. So you're and, perpetuating and things for these kids but, who but actually like, do Zan. Okay, let's look at the lyrics. Let's look at the lyrics. I don't care. Because. <laughs> I don't care. Listen. I, I, and apparently know. Shotgun is the song that 
that sample Sierra, which I also feel like is stupid. Well, I mean, you know what? But he, let her get her check. Let her get the check that, you know, he probably not giving her in child support. So. Facts. Please tell me, though, is the not best Not to say that Future there. don't pay his child support or whatever. I'm just saying he probably don't pay as much for Baby Future because <laughs> Baby Future mama is Sierra. And, and his, his real daddy, daddy um, oh, his real daddy, and his, and his actual father, his real parental, you know, man figure is one of the highest paid football players, right, in the entire NFL. So, you know, Shout out Russ. she don't need his little funky ass child support. But, but please tell me, let's talk about please tell me because that was the bop that we actually enjoyed. See, yeah, and, and that's the it, one he talks about Chanel, you know, by Chanel for. I, I agree with those words. Yeah, um, you can buy for Chanel for me anytime. <laughs> Okay. But these others, it was okay. such, it was so hard. Right. This is only 20 minutes. It was so hard for us to get through this. Listen, 20 minutes felt like 20 hours, okay? Really I did. felt very unsafe by the end. <laughs> I just, my spirit was unsettled. I'm it just was. like, can we please turn this off? Like, I want to <laughs> listen to happy things. Like, yeah. I want to listen to fuck. <laughs> Speaking of turning shit off, in this same partying session, this fool decides <laughs> to turn on Dennis Graham. Y'all better Drake not. Drake Daddy's it's got. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's now, it was a bop. A bop. Okay? okay. It was don't a bop. Do, don't do Dennis. Okay, I was, I was, you know, in my mind, I closed my eyes and I saw a plate with like a turkey burger and put some <laughs> potato salad and some baked beans in my hand with a nice little Coke or check, you know? <laughs> A nice little check. Facts. And, you know, I was a nice little hitting, check. hitting the two-step, okay, at Facts. the cookout. Facts. All right? It, 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 it's a vibe. It's, it's a, a vibe. moment. But <laughs> it wasn't the moment. It wasn't the moment. Um, we don't have Okay, to. well, he's talking about the damage that Xanax has done. The first line is, baby, when the sun is out, it's like I'm by myself. Xanax done damage. Make it nice so I can handle it. Baby, when the moon is out, I finally know myself. Zanny pills, then I feel my body starting to give up. <laughs> yeah. I only call you when I'm faded. Your arms around me come and save me. I only want you to have my baby. More? More future? <laughs> when I'm drunk and I'm down and depressed, I just need to confess to you. Oh, he need a therapist. He needs a therapist. Baby, if I help. want you, then I know there's something wrong. What? Mm-mm. I don't mean to ruin all the times we had alone, but I'm not my best with you. I'm too depressed with you, but it's so hard. I don't think I can exist without you. Mm-mm. Wow, this is... If, you, if y'all don't go save this nigga, Literally. I only call you when I'm faded. Again, that, I guess that's the chorus. <laughs> Again, Your arms around me, <laughs> come and save me. Well, mind you, we listen to this. But I only want no you to have my baby saying. when I'm drunk and I'm down and depressed. I just need to confess to you. And uh, Y'all better go get this man now, some help. Let me tell you how loyal Future Hive they don't give a fuck. and Future fans are. Because I literally had a conversation with my guy friend about this album as he, and as he uh, was pressed um, <laughs> to play the song Shotgun. Uh, while we are in the car, and I was just like, bro, please turn this shit off. Yeah. Like, but, and I, it's like they're, he's, Future is encouraging the behavior, and they're encouraging the behavior, and, like, perpetuating this whole idea of, like, 
ain't shit niggas. And that's why niggas like Future. And I'm convinced. Yes. Um, and then he had the nerve to say it was balanced. But I'm like, what do you balance it with? Balance with what? That Future is like a healthy balance of like, you know, just like music. music. But I'm like, what do you balance Future with? Like, with the ain't shit and who? Right. Yeah, so like, I don't understand. I don't think I'll ever understand. But for all of the Future High fans out there, um, we rated this trash. Uh, because yeah. it, although it was seven tracks, I could only attest to one being good. And uh, that was Please Tell Me. Yeah, I can't really bang with it. Um, apparently, there's a What a Time to Be Alive Part 2 coming very soon. Cool. I'll be there um, for that. I'm hoping, you know, that not only Future, but also Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, get their shit to they both collectively mm-hmm. as a unit get mm-hmm. their shit together and come mm-hmm. out with something great. Agreed. Um, show wise, okay, y'all, Gronish came back on. Who Chile? Okay, so I've talked about Gronish uh, in the past. Um, this is season two B according to Freeform, um, and I've talked about you know how I feel like at times that I may be too grown for Gronish. Because they, you know, just get in certain situations. And I'm just like, can't relate. What the fuck? Y'all are dumb. Mm Y'all are dumb. Mm -hmm. Y'all are dumb. But this episode, this season 2B premiere, I was in line with everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. I said, finally, finally some sense is being had. Quick refresher on Gronish. We left off um, with Zoe being uh, cut off from her parents, Mm -hmm. um, which I said before, I don't think that's going to fully happen. Um, I think, you know, Bo is going to be, you know, secretly cash apping her (laughs) every now and again and like sending her bags and shit. Um, But Dre has cut her off. Um, she is on academic probation because she cheated and got caught on a chemistry test or chemistry final, excuse me, mm-hmm. on a final um, and got caught like a dumbass. Um, and then her uh, her best friend is fucking around with her um, ex situation. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll call him. Uh, what's the girl? Anna. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little Hispanic uh, pro-Trump girl <laughs> is fucking around with this uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, power to the people ass dude, Aaron, that we all remember, uh, Trevor Jackson, fine ass, fine. or whatever. Um, and yeah. So we come, that all comes to a head in this first episode. Um, Zoe handles shit the way that it needed to be handled. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I was very impressed with her, very impressed with her backbone. I was also very impressed in this episode with Luca, and y'all will probably never hear me say that again because I don't really see it for them together, and I definitely don't see it for Luca as a person. Um, but Luca really actually showed that he gave a fuck, which was weird. <laughs> um, not normally something that we see out of his character. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I have hope. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season has to offer. And I told y'all time and time again, do not sleep on Freeform. They got the programs, okay? Programs. <laughs> they got Grownish, okay? They got, um, what's the other one that I be watching? Fuck. <sighs> About the magazines and shit. What I be watching? The, uh, the Bold Type, excuse me. They have the Bold Type. Um, which is a great show that I've talked about here as well. Mm-hmm. They have another show called Good Trouble, which for those of you that watch The Fosters, I did not, but I just saw the commercials for this show and was like, hmm, 
this is interesting and I like freeform shows, so maybe this will be good. And I binged the whole fucking first season in like a, a couple uh, in a night and a half a day. Man, it was it was hours. Um, it was hours. <laughs> it was some hours. Um, but yeah, it was dope. So do not sleep on Freeform. Um, you know, with the monopoly that Disney is becoming, they're just acquiring, you know, ABC uh, and Disney. They just quietly, you know, acquire certain things for them to, you know, throw everything that is not princesses and talking toys. Um, you know, they just, that's why they bought Hulu. Right. Or that's why they are on the most part of Hulu. Um, we never talked about that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulu was at one point owned by all of the major networks. So ABC had a percentage, Fox had a percentage, uh, NBC or Comcast. Um, you know, everybody kind of had their own uh, AT&T, Time Warner. For those of you who don't know, that's, you know, AT&T now owns, you know, HBO, mm-hmm. Turner, all that, Cartoon Network, all that. Everybody had their own little piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. But with Disney buying everybody up along the way, or with other people just gradually merging. But yeah, with Disney now owning, um, with through all of the mergers and with them buying Fox, um, they now own the majority stake in Hulu, and they have Disney Plus coming out in November, which is like their streaming service that they're going to put everything Disney on. Um, but now Hulu will serve as the place for them to kind of offload, <clears throat> excuse me, those like Fox properties, the things that are a little bit more adult and, you know, not geared towards kids. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah um, I finally actually watched When They See Us. Oh, yeah. It's a little deep. Very deep. Yeah. Very deep. Um you get deep? Yeah, like to watch it, I mean, we are not we all, I won't say that. And I also want to tell people that just because someone doesn't isn't familiar with the Central Park Five, don't ridicule them right. or belittle them because they don't. That is just a space. This is a space and opportunity for more people to learn about what exactly. actually happened. And so I just really hate to see people like belittle other people online about it. It's not that easy. Yeah. Um, because we're all educating ourselves, essentially. And this is a way that Ava DuVernay, as well as Oprah Winfrey, and all the other people that are involved with this mm-hmm. production have been able to do that for others. Because, yep. you know, honestly, even the people that need to see this won't be seeing this. So that's the that's the <laughs> real issue at hand. Right. Um, but I love how they were able to trigger certain emotions, mm-hmm. and which is very difficult to do in you know, film and TV and stuff. Especially with a story where everybody knows the ending. Exactly. So, but you felt like you you were with them, like, oh, there's hope in certain right. moments, or, yeah. oh, there's no hope. In those in, trial moments. In those trial moments. Like, ooh, like ooh, you didn't know win. what the fuck was up there. Yeah, like you, but you know, you yeah. already know, but you still felt like there was right. hope, and like maybe there's something else to the story, maybe, you know, so it really made you feel like how they felt, and um, from all angles, like even... I know what's her name, Sarah, whatever her name is. Is her name Sarah, the the author slash the uh, detective on the case? Oh, um, Linda Fairstein. Linda Fairstein. I don't know why I call her Sarah Fairstein. I didn't call her Sarah. She's fine. She's her name basically. Um, but Linda Fairstein, even her perspective of like the the lady, the actress that played her, did a really good job of like portraying this like antagonist in this situation. The irony of that casting choice now. 
um, because Felicity Huffman played her. Yes. Felicity Felicity Huffman is one of the... Yeah, one of the people on the trial. Yeah, she's about to go to jail for a cute little four months for, you know, bribing her daughter into college and stuff. Yeah, that is very ironic. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But yeah, like her, the attorney, um, or the prosecutor, and, you know, like the people just that were working the case and stuff, like just to see the way they were able to all like channel those emotions as well and like help you see all sides of it right i think they did a good job of like you know obviously this was cited to really show and highlight their story the central park five and like what was really actually happening on their from their perspective but i do think they did a great job of like showing the entire t of the case and where they were coming from as white people trying to you know just pin it on somebody Mm -hmm. so it was tough. I watched one episode one night and I tried to watch two episodes one day and just like kind of get through it. But it, it was definitely tough. But and I understand for people who feel like it's emotionally triggering or like traumatic. And if you feel that way, then, you know, you don't have to necessarily watch it. Um, but I do think that, you know, as a black person, as a person who may not know a lot about Central Park Five uh, or the fact that this is going on beyond that or, like, just what people deal with when they go to jail and then right. they come out of jail and they're trying to figure out their life. Exactly. That's, like, the big thing. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you hear, hear the story, but, like, what happened after that? Exactly. You Nobody talks about that. So this was just a really great... And I love that Ava DuVernay is able to, you know, direct certain things. And she's probably been thinking about doing this for years. And the fact that, you know, full circle... Um, they can come and tell these certain, mm-hmm. these stories, and I think it's important because these same things and issues are happening. Mm-hmm. So it actually so one of the uh, five Raymond Santana he tweeted her about it. Tweeted who? Ava in like 2015. He was just like, I wonder like what your next project is coming up. Oh, like wow. could it be Central Park Five? Like something oh, wow. about us. And she saw the tweet, reached out, and then oh, that's how it, it happened. Yeah, and that's how it happened. So that oh, was in dope. 2015. And Dope. now here we are. So Dope. I'm here for that. I'm so yeah. here for that. Because I, I wonder, too, if, like, they wanted to tell their... I'm sure they wanted to tell their story. Mm-hmm. So that that's really... Because, I mean, just just imagine knowing... And it's so many people like them. So many yeah. grown-ass black men. When I first... When I watched the first episode, you know, that's the beginning when they're highlighting, you know, what actually happened in the park and, like, them just going to, have, to park to have fun. I just immediately, after that episode, prayed about yeah. my br- brothers and men, the men in my life, life and my friends' brothers and fathers and, like, all these people that I know that are black men or men of color, I pray for them because I'm like, you know, it's amazing. My brother, you know, he's about to turn 30 mm-hmm. this month, and, you know, just amazing to see, like, you know, he's been able to do well for himself. He's been able to go to college and right. have a job, but anything could happen. And, like, mm-hmm. my new, I remember my mom always, you know— being like, be safe or like praying for us and stuff like that. Right. I remember those times. So I'm just grateful. And I and I had to pray for them because, I mean, I still have young brothers that are like out here trying to figure out their lives and stuff like that. Right. Too. That could have been anybody yep. still to this day. And I'm like, it's a lot of people that come out of jail, you know, they give them some money and then expect them to go back into the world like everything's okay. Right. And they didn't even get the money off back. The money didn't come until 2014. That is insane. So. That's insane. And these people's parents, what yeah. they were dealing with, too, yeah. trying to, like, visit them, every, knowing appeal, that their child, yeah. Appeal, yeah, knowing they spent their whole lives trying to help their child, yeah. knowing that their child didn't do nothing. Yeah. Or the father that went to jail didn't want, that was that 
pissed me off the most. Antron's dad. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you just really don't know. You're not educated. Right. You're not educated to know, like, what these right. people are capable of. Capable of. So and you it's just intimidation, like, you know? Super intimidating. Like, him being a person who had already been in jail, he knew how hard it was for him to get back on his feet. So for that, you know, detective to sit up here and, and use, and put, that, against and use that against him, he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So And, and then that, for them to put him on trial, though, I don't think that was the best decision. Oh, yeah, no. To put him on a stand? Yeah, to put him on a stand. Neither here nor there. Um, it was a lot of things. A lot of I'm sure people to this day are like, "Damn, you know, I played a part in that." And it, right, like I said from the beginning of this episode, your karma will come back and get you somehow. Exactly. One of the detectives on the case just died. Sheesh. They said he had cancer. Folks in the comments were like, "Well, that's convenient." I was like, "Yeah." People please. have no cooth. Please, y'all. None. I know we was all thinking it, but we had to say it. No cooth. <laughs> no cooth. But yeah. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, when they see us, definitely phenomenal. I know that E doesn't watch Handmaid's Tale or Black Mirror, but I... Did you? I Well, I started the first episode of Black Mirror, the Sweet. season five or of whatever. This one? Okay, I haven't... Af- this is after I had to read the whole thing because, you know, I just I was like, okay, I can watch this. But I started it and then, you know, my power went out because it's been storming. Oh, it's been storming, yeah. Well, definitely Black Mirror. Um, I'm going to be reporting back next week to tell you guys, hopefully, to tell you guys um, so what I, how I feel about that because y'all know I like Black Mirror. And then Handmaid's Tale came back on. So I know you guys have probably already watched or are watching, um, but that's my show. So I'm going to watch that as well. It's just like so many different levels of like trauma that Mm. like I don't want to put myself through. Um, So give me some time on that. Y'all know I need me a few weeks to kind of get into it. So cool. Yeah. Um, What we sipping on? So really... I don't have anything in the mainstream news to sip on, but I do want to ask you this simple question um, because we've talked about it before, but um, we never like really focused in on it. Question. So, you know, we're at this point in our lives. We're still figuring it out. We're still trying to, you know, become independent fully, having something to bring to a relationship. But oftentimes we may run into a man Who's older or maybe, you know, most times older in our situation. Um, and this goes for a man or a woman. Right. But, like, you get into, you you meet a guy or a woman and they got it, everything together. And they want to date you. But then you feel like, do I date them? Because, or, like, I you, you want to date them because they have it together and they're, they're different from the other guys that right. you're dealing with. So you're like, I like this. But also, is this even fair? Because I don't have shit to bring to the table right now. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like you should wait for something like that and, like, until you're completely independent? Or do you think that you should take the opportunity um, that's presented to you, i.e. the man that's completely independent? So, mm, I have mixed emotions about this. So I've definitely been in that situation where I'm like, uh, like he has so much going for himself and he has so much like going on or whatever. And like, I don't really have that much going on. So, um, I don't know. For me, it's about making sure that you are not requiring what you don't already have. And so, you know, if you're sitting up here, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he got to have a car. He got to have a job. 
You know, he got to mm-hmm. have his own house. But if you carless, jobless, and living with your mama or whoever, mm-hmm. how can you expect that out of somebody when you don't possess those things yourself? Okay. So, um, you know, because those other persons certainly has things that they would like their partner to bring to the table and to the situation. And so if you can't be that, you know, maybe sometimes it's it's not all about, you know, matching a person and being fully independent that's great you know but if a person like kind of knows where you're at and knows your situation and is willing to you know be like that stability in your life for a second while you get your stuff together that's great too i think it just depends on the two individuals sucks i agree i agree okay well i feel like I don't know, because I used to always be like, dang, I want him to have this, that, and the third. Yeah, me you know? too. But like, then it starts to get a little awkward when you're like, well, let me get my stuff together. That's why I, right. I think now, um, especially this week throughout my revelation, I realized that I just need to focus on getting my life together. That way, when God does present me with the right person, I feel complete and full and like I'm able to bring, you know, e- we're equally yoked. That's right. the point. And like getting married and like starting something other than it. And establishing something with someone. Although the fairy tale dream of like growing with somebody is always a good I mean, you're gonna grow with somebody regardless, but like right. struggling through the process and like elevating together is always like this cute idea. But I think it's also really a great idea to first just hone yeah. in on what it is that you're trying to do so you're not completely focused on, you know, just your relationship and Absolutely. like what they need and their needs and not your own. Because then you'll end up like divorced or and I mean, I'm not wishing divorce, but that happens a lot where you're like you end up breaking up with the person and then you have nothing because you right. spent your whole life invested in what they what they had exactly. going on. So you gotta rebuild. Exactly. On another level. Facts. But anyways, um, yeah, that was all I had for the sip this week. I'm sure there's plenty going on. Um Child at Wendy Williams out here living her best life. She, got she on cut short her man short. off. She she cut her man off and she goes, and I'm doing me. Period. Okay, Who? I have so much extra money now that I'm not bankrolling uh, your lifestyle, Thanks. your baby mama's lifestyle, Sheesh. their y'all's child's lifestyle. I'm not paying them payments on that Lambo that you leased under me. Like, I just have so much more money to just fuck off and shop and, you know, go on vacation and stuff. If you look at her Instagram right now, she's living her best life. And I'm, I'm here, here for, for it. it. Go, shout out, Wendy. Go ahead, Wendy. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait to live my life too, sis. Listen, like it's golden. <laughs> All right, Pooh. Period. Anyways, um, shout out to the fuckboy glow that you receive after you get rid of your fuckboy. Yeah. Um, and shout out to all of you guys for being supporters and loving on us in the podcast. We have reached 101. Right. Uh-huh. We have passed the 100 milestone. Shout out to us for right. sticking on through there. Yes. And thank y'all again for always supporting us. If you have any questions or concerns or you want to write a letter to your girlfriend about something that you've been dealing with, hit us up at girlfriendsthepodcast at gmail.com. Or, or you can slide into them DMs on uh-huh. Twitter and Instagram. We're at girlfriendspod. Yes. And please rate, subscribe, right. all that. We are on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, Anchor.com. Anchor. Um, yeah. Those, that is where the episodes are available immediately, excuse me, um, and they trickle on down to everyone else, you know, and the Give them like 30 minutes, 15, 30 minutes. 15, 30 minutes. Thank y'all so much. Bye-bye. Bye.